Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Master's Class. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Opens the Masters Class. I'm Dave LaGreca. I'm here with Hall of Famers Bully Ray and Mark Henry. Gentlemen, how are you today? I am fine and well, Dave. Can't wait to get this on the road. All right, Bully. Ah, My prostrate's been acting up, but I'll be fine. All right, well... I mean, yeah. I hope you'll be you fine. No, 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 no. Get away, get away from me with that finger, Mark. No, no, no. Stop twirling no. your finger. Okay, I'll stop. Um, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday from 9 to noon on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or please subscribe to the Busted Open podcast available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora. The number one pro wrestling podcast. And a big reason why is this master's class. And this is a, a great topic uh, for today. And that is, and Ed Robinson dug in deep. And I think he's got a good one that we could talk about. And that is your favorite match. Not as a wrestler, not in the business, but as a fan, your favorite all-time classic match in pro wrestling, the one that you appreciate more than any other. We look back at those matches. So, guys, are you ready for today's topic? Do my I'm ready, best. man. I'm right. confused a little bit. Wait, well, not, not really confused. Okay. I'm more divided like the fan and the analyst like it's man it's it's hard it's hard to figure which one to pick why don't we do this mark why don't we let dave go first yeah, Ooh, ooh. as a now, fan because you're the uber fan the ultimate fan super i like fan. that kind of party <laughs> dun, dun, dun. if i would have known a bit of this kind of party i would have stuck my bleep in the mashed potatoes Yes, and I love mashed potatoes. Um, my favorite—they're good. They're they're lumpy they're and they have gravy on it. Um, yeah. Let me let me ask you this, guys. All right, so all right, you're gonna let me go first. I appreciate that because, and and I'm sure I you know guys you wanted time to think. No, no, I I know it. I've said it on the show. Obviously, probably, you guys don't listen to me when I talk. Yeah, he's probably got it laminated or in a collage somewhere. <laughs> it is in a la- it is on a laminated list. And yes, I do have one of my collages here. But uh, my favorite match of all time goes back to November fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, Class of Champions in Troy, New York. Uh, as Gordon Soley famously said, you know, two words. 
five letters, I quit. And that is the famous I quit match between Terry Funk and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Wow. It's, what, uh, what stood out to you the most about that match? There's a lot. And I'm, and I, and I'm going to go through all of the reasons why I feel this is my favorite match of all time. First of all, my favorite ring announcer of all time, Gary Michael Capetta was on the microphone. How about the play-by-play and the color were done by Gordon Soley and Jim Ross, number one and number two all time on the microphone. And uh, Tommy Young was your referee, my all-time favorite referees. And on top of that, if you were to make a Mount Rushmore, my number one and my number two would be Ric Flair and Terry Funk. And this, to me, led up after one of the most hardcore moments in pro wrestling history, after uh, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, uh, Terry Funk, who was one of the judges in that match, Pyle drove Ric Flair onto a table, which led up to this I Quit match in Troy, New York. To me, it's phenomenal. It has everything that makes a classic match. And to me, as a fan, now, is it a seven-star Meltzer classic? No. Is it one of those matches that people are going to say is technically one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time? No. But as far as excitement... Ingenuity, like top to bottom, I love this match. And Dave, you said something really important with the angle leading up to the match with Flair, uh, with Funk pile driving Flair onto the table, not through the table. People get this confused. It wasn't pile driver through the table. I love the fact that the table never broke. It was one of those old industrial strength tables and Rick's head being driven into it and the table basically just kind of collapsing gave it more credibility. It didn't look pretty. It didn't look choreographed. It looked as real as real gets. And I believe that the moment of Flair putting the, uh, you know, of Funk putting the plastic bag yes. over Flair's head. And then the moment of Funk pile driving Flair onto the table is actually more memorable than the match itself. But I can understand why you love that match. And, and and Mark, a big reason why I love this match too, because everybody talks about the three matches that Steamboat and Flair had in 1989. And they were classics, believe me. Technical classics. You know, if I was to make a list of the top 10 greatest technical matches of all time, those three matches would be on any list when it comes to greatest matches. That's why this was so perfect because you you can't follow technically a match like that with Steamboat and Flair. You had to go a completely different route and that's exactly what Flair and Funk did. Yeah, I, I think that uh, both guys, the, the story leading up into the match was actually better than the match. And the match that I'm going to talk about as my favorite is is the same. It's the story. It was the buildup leading to the match that okay. made that match so important and so impressive. Um, I mean, Terry Funk and Ric Flair. It's hard to beat, but I feel like I can top it. All right, so let's all hear right. it. What's your favorite classic match of all time? My my favorite classic match took a uh, ended culminated at WrestleMania. Uh, it took. Probably four months or five months to build to. And 
it was the heart versus heart match. Uh, when Brett and Owen, and I was kind of in the middle of it because I, I, I came off living up there in Canada, and I knew the brothers both, and it just got so real. Like, it took a long time to start. Just, uh, you know, both of them in a, in a tag, and Brett tagging himself in. Simple. Yep. But Owen wasn't ready to get out. And then the next week, it would be something else. And then the next week, and then finally they're cutting a promo together saying how they're going to go out and beat another tag team. And Owen goes, well, let me let me finish. Look, you said you started, you stopped talking. So I could, And they started this argument, and it was like every week. And finally when they got to WrestleMania, I was – I remember being at the monitor and going – like you just it, it built up an anxiety. It was the 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 getting the entrances and then seeing them stand across from each other. The anxiety and then the match lived up to it because it was just a great match. But it was the build up and all of the things that came to it. It, it, it it's, it's hard to beat heart versus heart. Now is that WrestleMania ten? Is that the match you're talking about? No, that was the first time I saw him. They had another one later on. Okay. But okay. But that was the one that was my favorite. The the first, ten was my favorite. That was the opening okay. match on ten. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. and I can see it. why you'd love that match. Because the, the other yeah. one was SummerSlam. The other one was SummerSlam. Yeah. The, the 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 first one I wasn't there. It was the second one that I was there. But it just just seeing them guys. Um, lock up was, I mean, they locked up and Brett got pushed to one knee and then he pulled backwards and lo- Owen landed on his back and then they rolled to their stomach. They went, rolled out onto the floor and then they were still in the lockup and then they kind of like started this rocking thing. And then they rocked back under the and got back into the ring lockup in a big push off. And I was like, oh, shit. I had never seen that before. <laughs> and it was just I mean, like they did stuff I never saw before. And anytime you can do that to a wrestling fan where they see something they never seen before, it, it stands out to you. you. I've seen a lot of wrestling. So I, like dates and times and stuff start to run together. But that match is always going to be in my memory. See, and, and, and Bully, those types of stories, because you preach it on Busted Open about the story. It's not about moves. It's about a story. And obviously, whether it's Funk Flair or, or Heart versus Heart, another one that when it comes to brother versus brother is something what we just saw recently in AEW, and that was that double or nothing with Cody and Dustin. That was such a great story going in, old school versus new school, the Attitude Era versus this new generation, and just brother versus brother. Those types of old school stories are always going to work, Bully. And I love the brother versus brother story that Cody and Dustin did, but I enjoyed the story of Cody versus Nick Aldis even more because the 10 pounds ago, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship was in play. Plus, you know, it's almost like Dusty was 
Dusty was looking down from the heavens. Dusty being a, a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, now wanting to see if his son could capture the championship for himself. So yes, totally agree. Love those stories. As far as the match is concerned, which match that I love the most as a fan, this is a, this was a hard one for me. So I had to go with what came to mind first. The first things that popped into my head, and my memory, as you guys know, is a bit fried because Jericho's a stiff prick and he bulldogged me off the ladder a little too hard at TLC4. That being said, <laughs> I have a singles match and I have a tag match that really stand out to me. The tag match is one that I've mentioned before. Halloween Havoc 89, Philadelphia. You had Funk and Muda versus Flair and Sting. Uh, in the Thunderdome cage. I loved the gimmick of the match with the Thunderdome cage. Obviously, the characters involved were two of the biggest heels versus two of the biggest baby faces uh, of all time, if not, you know, in, in the territory also. Uh, Bruno San Martino as the special guest referee. To me, um, you know, a, a piece of the cloth catching on fire in the beginning yep. of the match and Muda spraying the mist to spit it out. Sping, sting, swinging from one of the ropes in the ring and crashing into a, a tied up flare. Muda, I, I, I forget who it was. I just really love that tag match. People were into it. And it's one of the it's one of the matches that just no matter when I get a chance, I'll always watch it. As far as a singles match is concerned, to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. The greatest match that I've ever seen and the match that I'm a fan of the most, Hogan versus Rock, WrestleMania in Toronto. Um, I mean, what's not to love? That's another one of those matches where you can close your eyes and just listen, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. To me, it's the perfect storm of a wrestling match where the characters are as high as you can possibly get, as over as you could possibly get, icon versus icon, story going in. Mark is vehemently disagreeing with me right now, or you're agreeing with no, me? No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm sitting here going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember the week before the match, and... Rock and Hogan did the in-ring promo to go home. And they stood there and looked at each other for 10 minutes, it seemed like. Nobody saying anything. Just both of them standing there. And I, was, I think it was in Canada. I can't remember where it was because I was like bully. I've been hitting the head a lot, guys. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Uh, there's days of my life I've forgotten about. But I remember them standing there, and I'm not exaggerating when I say 10 minutes. I think literally they stood in the ring between 8 and 10 minutes, just standing there. And at some point, they started talking. And then it ended in a handshake, and Hogan started to go off, and The Rock pulled him back, and the crowd elevated um, one of the few times I mentioned this earlier when we talked about the punk pop and the reaction that punk got, I've been there before. I've been there before. And that was one of those times. And part of the magic of rock and Hogan in Toronto at WrestleMania 
was the way the match was put together. I've heard a couple of stories on this. And, you know, over time, stories in wrestling can get embellished and some things are stretched or added or taken away. But for the most part, I believe that the crux of this story was Rock and Hogan got together beforehand, maybe earlier in the week, sometime beforehand, to kind of put some stuff together. And as you and I both know, Mark, Rocky liked to have everything bang, bang, bang. He always wanted his positioning to be perfect. He had a lot of signature stuff. He wanted to know exactly where he needed to be and where you needed to be at any given moment in time. That style of putting a match together worked for Rocky. Anybody that worked with him knew it worked for him, thus you want to work with. That style does not work for Hulk. Hulk is a call-it-on-the-fly guy. Hulk will call it on the fly at a house short in Bangor, Maine, and Hulk will call it on the fly at WrestleMania. Yes, we know he wrote down the match on the yellow pad for WrestleMania three with Andre. That was a unique situation where they hadn't talked. Andre was being very distant. Hulk wanted to make sure Andre knew what he wanted to do. That's why they had to write it down like that. Hulk gets in the ring with Rocky as they're trying to put this one together. And Rock says, A, B, and C. And Hulk tells him, what happens if they don't respond to A, B, and C? So you have two guys, two icons with completely different trains of thought on how to put this WrestleMania match together. And seeing them have to bend and have to compromise to work with one another and then seeing the end result that's like uh, that's like a guitar player getting on stage with a drummer getting on stage with a bass player getting on stage with a singer who had never ever played before together and all of a sudden bang there's a magic there there's a lightning in a bottle that you that that's just you can't catch anymore and that's why hulk uh and rocky at wrestlemania as a fan it, it's on it's it's untoppable wow. that's all i got well wow. and think of it this way you just said about hogan wants to call it on the fly and you also mentioned the reaction from the crowd I mean, to the uh, to the ears of the WWE, they were surprised. They really thought that Rock was going to get the reaction and not Hogan because Hogan was a heel going into that match. And they weren't prepared that the crowd was really going to fall back in love with Hogan. because And they should have expected that. I always say there's no WrestleMania without Hulkamania. And for Hogan to be back here at WrestleMania, I'm shocked that they didn't think that Hogan was going to get the reaction that he did in Toronto. And, and Hulk was all business, man. Um, he wanted to put Rocky over as strong as possible. But when you look back on it, Hulk's thinking, I'm not, I'm not saying Hulk knew he was going to be right, but it was more of that old school mentality of let's go out there and see how they react before we do anything. I don't think either one of them thought there was going to be a complete 180. I mean, that is one of the most unique, Mark, you tell me, one of the most unique, if not the most unique 
crowds I have ever seen because they told the baby face that they hated him and they told the heel that they loved him and they had to do that on the fly at WrestleMania. Yeah. They had to adjust their reactions. Maybe they had to adjust the false finishes. When you're thrown a that's not even a curve curveball. That's a knuckleball. And it's almost impossible to hit a knuckleball. And I'll be damned if they didn't knock it out of the park. They they only not only did they knock it out of the park, but here we are, all these years later, and I'm sitting here thinking about the match, and I'm getting excited and I want to go watch it again. And the the same thing with, with uh Taker and Sean one and two. Yep. You know, you could throw that up there. But it was the relationship, I think, with me and the Hart family that made my match more personal. Personal and significant sure. to me. And it's going to be different. Everybody's going to have their different matches. And, you know, I, I, I sit here and I'm thinking of, uh, of Dusty Rose matches. I'm sitting here thinking of Pat Patterson and, and Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's hundreds of matches that we can sit here and debate. The one thing that binds all of them is they were all great talent, but better stories. Yeah, and, and I think, that, and this is one of the reasons why, as a, a fan of music, Mark and Bully, like, I hate greatest hits albums. Like, I hate greatest hits. I, I can't stand it because when it comes to music and songs, it's all, all about relatability the moment that you first hear a song, like if you ask me what my favorite song is, it's going to be, it's going to bring me back to a time period in my life that was special to me. And that was the soundtrack of that moment or that place of where I was. It's the oh, same thing you. with a match. Yeah. It's the same thing with a match. You know, you, that's why you can't look at a book and look at reviews of a match and somebody telling me what's the greatest match of all time. No, I'll, I'll tell you what the greatest match of all time is because don't get it's going to be different for everybody that, I mean, especially because there's more than just what goes on in that ring. When it comes to pro wrestling, it's much more than what goes on actually in that ring door in the match. Most of the time, it's the things that happen before that match even takes place that's going to make you whether you love a match or not. And sometimes after. Yep, and sometimes after. Mark, uh, just real quick, I think I know the answer to this. What was your favorite match that you were in? Well, I hate the favorite question, but does one pop into your mind as the favorite match you've ever been involved in? Um, it's disrespectful to not say Undertaker and being in one of the main events at WrestleMania in the casket match. It's, it, it, I would have to say that would be number one, but a, a hard two would be me and Rey Mysterio in a bullfighting arena in Spain. Oh, what the a rain, place to perform. The rain oh. started falling like really mist in this open coliseum. And I'm standing across away from Rey Mysterio. He's the champion. I'm the challenger. And I have destroyed everyone on the way to that match. It was the first time that I, I main evented an international tour and Batista and Randy Orton went before me. Mm. 
So I knew I had, we had to bring it. Yep. And, and out of the blue, I start circling like I'm closing in on Ray. I'm trying to get to him. And I go to get him, and he ducks under, and 60,000 people, Ole! And I look up at the lights, and I see the mist. It was, it was just like everything was perfect. We did that five or six times before he Olayed, and I stuck my leg out and tripped him. Oh. And it was like, oh, <laughs> you would have swore that Darth fucking Vader landed his ship, walked to the ring and goozled Ray. It was unreal. I've, I've very seldomly felt it to where I started doing dancing like Dusty Rhodes. Whew. It was like the spirit, the Holy Ghost got into me. And when I grabbed him, I thought I heard him because I was out of control. I was out of my body at that point. I threw him from one turnbuckle, a bill, and he hit the other turnbuckle. And I went, oh, shit. I thought I killed him. But if you would have heard the reaction of the crowd of him hitting that turnbuckle and then rolling to the floor, none of that shit was planned. Nothing in the first eight minutes of that match was planned. Nothing. And we wrestled the last two minutes, three minutes of that match. The rain has started to pour. It was puddles of water in the ring. And when the go home happened and I missed the big splash, I hit the water, and water went about a foot off the mat. I fed into the ropes, 619, boom, West Coast pop, boom, one. Two, and, and the crowd, my, my gear was wet. It was vibrating like this from the reaction of the crowd. I, it was the best match I ever had. Wow. Because of the timing, because of the what happened and where we were and the the significance in size. I mean, you have a guy that's 430 pounds and a guy that's 128 pounds or 132 or whatever they, they listed him at. Like it was it was pretty, pretty damn amazing. And we both sat in the locker room for probably an hour after the match in silence, just looking at each other. Just like reliving you, every minute of it. You just know. You and just know. If I had died, Dave, after that match, it would have been my best work, and I would have been comfortable with it. And there, I think that anybody that would have watched that match would have would have been the same way. Wow. Dave, you know how I always talking about being such a passionate soccer fan yeah. Uh, uh, the game, I love the game and I love the passion of the fans. Spain has an insanely rabid fan base when it comes to soccer. Real Madrid, Barcelona, yada, yada. Spanish wrestling fans are just like Spanish soccer fans. 
I performed in the same building that Mark did. I know what he's talking about. It was Dudley's versus the New Age Outlaws. There's something about performing there where the 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 sound in that bullfighting arena it's just different it's almost like the sound is directed straight down at you and it hits you all at once it almost feels like they put the paddles on your chest and are trying to revive it, it everything he's saying like i can relive in my own mind amazing feeling so this is gonna get you bully i want to make you feel good Ole, 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 and that shit, it is un, I never got tired, I don't remember breathing, how we, how we went 22 minutes, and I don't remember, I remember walking to the ring, and I remember walking back, I remember the match, but I don't ever remember being tired. <laughs> I never I was powered by the people. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know how many times I've done that in my life. Not many. Wow. Taker, Ray, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Big Show. Like I had matches with them that it, it took me to another place. They elevated me, and I elevated them. And it's just, you know, it's just a beautiful given. Bully, what about you? Favorite match as a wrestler? Um, it, it, TLC2, Astrodome, WrestleMania. It's, it's by default just because of what we were able to accomplish uh, between the three teams. You're talking about the pinnacle uh, of tag team wrestling, you know, at WrestleMania. And knowing that, you know, people say that WrestleMania 17 was the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and people saying that they thought we stole the show for three tag teams in a company where tag teams were only allowed to get so far to go out there and pull off what we were able to pull off. I don't think for, I think all six guys would tell you the same thing. Edge might have a little bit of a different answer just because his singles career in the WWE, you know, was, you know, went higher and he's main evented a WrestleMania as a singles guy. So he's the only one who might have a little bit of a different answer, but it, it didn't get any better than that. It's impossible for it to get any better than that. Yeah. Uh, Guys, whether it was a classic match as a fan or classic match in your Hall of Fame careers, thank you for sharing those memories and those moments. Again, we're talking classic matches, and, I mean, the stories have been unbelievable. You can always listen to Busted Open's The Masters Class right here on the Busted Open podcast, available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora. And, of course, make sure you listen to our live show Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon, on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. 
Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.